I love you so fucking much. <laughs> I what is it? I love you so fucking much I could shit. <laughs> I love you so fucking much I could shit. Um, who would do that? Who would have done that? That would have been a uh, probably a from first to last lyric. I love you so fucking much I could shit. <laughs> Damn. I'm glad you got the song out of the way earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels nice to uh, accomplish something. I think we're oh. Gonna... I mean, okay, we can't we can't be that angry about this no. movie. We can't start off being angry about this movie, even though... It's just a bummer. Yes. It just wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. We wanted it to be, to be a better time after the last movie that we watched. I love John Waters. <laughs> I love John Waters. What? Was the last one trauma? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we wanted this to be a lot more uh, of a jovial romp. Uh, it was just kind of boring, but John Waters is still great and still shocking uh, in certain ways. We are the Cellar Dwellers. We are. I'm Colby. I'm a Christian. Uh, and yeah, multiple maniacs. Uh, 1970, John Waters film. Uh, and yeah, we'll come out front and say it. A little bit boring. Really boring. Well, let's just say long. Long. Too, too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just any fan of John Waters knows uh, he has a lot of narration or expository dialogue uh, to just kind of say everything in between the bits of when he's getting gross is more or less his early stuff. A lot of filler. A lot. Oh, boy. Especially in this movie. Um, I'm a big fan of Pink Flamingos. Colby and I have watched that together. There's a there's a picture. There's uh, a photo. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll post it again when, when this episode comes up. But yeah. there's a picture of of me after uh, watching that movie. And I'm yes, making a, I'm making a very disturbed face. I yeah, think. Colby. Uh, this is before we had decided to go down like a particularly depraved um, avenue of film. This was when I was running just like a weekly movie club, which was the downfall because it was weekly. It's yeah, too true. much to keep up with. Yep. Uh, but at that one, only you and my cousin Frank showed up. My cousin Frank showed up because he was in town and staying at my house, so he had to be there. And uh, he had no interest. He had no. He had no real interest in seeing Pink Flamingos. Uh, and he he had the same reaction you did, which yeah. was, "Oh, that's disgusting." <laughs> This isn't as is isn't as bad. I love Pink Flamingos. Love Female Trouble. Love. Uh, this is his first Multiple Maniacs. Is his feature debut, right? Yeah, it seems there's Mondo Trasho prior to it, uh, but it, it appears this is the one that really got him recognition. I don't. I have not seen Mondo Trasho or no. anything prior. This is the earliest of his stuff that I've seen at this point, um, and th all I knew, and I told you prior was it had something to do with Sharon Tate, uh, which played out very loosely, kind of. Her name was mentioned. In passing. In passing. Basically. Yeah, it was not a plot point. Not at all, really. <laughs> at all. Uh, it, uh, okay, so with that, Divine claims that she murdered Sharon Tate, and then later it's the guy's like, no, it was the Manson family. Because the paper never lies. The paper the headlines never, never lies. Lie, 1970, which, people. 1970. Completely different times. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I knew I knew Sharon Tate was vaguely involved. I knew there was a scene where a giant lobster assaults Divine in some form or fashion, and something called a rosary job happened. Uh, <laughs> those a, are all I knew. That's we all. We spent I knew. a lot of the first uh, half trying to trying to guess what we thought a rosary job would yeah. be. Yeah, uh, both it, of us were wrong. Both of us were wrong. <laughs> uh, we were both right in. Colby was right in the area that it would be used. <laughs> I was right in uh, the. We don't want to spoil how it would be. We don't want to spoil the rosary job for anybody, but no. we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. Yeah, uh, we may spoil it then. Oh, not, not quite yet. I would say so. Yeah, not quite yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's really all I knew going in, and being a fan of the the first thing that I ever saw of him was actually. Female Trouble. Uh, it was the very first thing. I hadn't seen Cry Baby. I hadn't seen Hairspray. Um, only seen Female Trouble because I rented it from the GSU library in college. Nice. Thank you, Georgia State. Panther for life. Yep. I really enjoyed it. I remember my roommate at the time did not. He was like, this sucks. Like, why are they zooming in so much? And I was like, it's just so... Ch-. I was saying this to Colby while we were watching. It's just charming in its in its... Uh, earnestness and badness, and also. just how it's bad. It's it's very poorly made. They don't know what they're doing, and it's it's charming that, in that regard. That's kind of how I would base my opinion because the two movies that I've seen by him are these two early phase John Waters yep. movies. His most notorious and this one, right? And and I think I can safely say after watching Multiple Maniacs, I'm not a fan of his early phase stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem. It's just not up your alley. It's not. You like narrative. I do. I do like narrative. There's a lot of filler, like I said. There's a lot of non-linear, like... Very little editing. (laughs) Honestly. Like, minimal. Minimal editing. Yeah. But what what is pretty obvious in these movies is all the style and the, like, Mm auteur-ness of John Waters, which I will always appreciate. Um, Like, this this was 1970. This movie is not shocking to us these days. No. But it's hard it to imagine. It would still offend. Yes. It would absolutely sure. still offend, and it would shock. I think it would, I don't know if it would shock someone like my mother, but it would, It would. she'd be like, why the, look, turn this off. This is gross. I don't want to yeah. watch this. Yeah. It's still gross by today's standards, but it's not as I don't disturbing. Think, I don't think a lot of people today would make it to the shocking bits. In True. This. They, they would, would just, shut it off. They would turn it off. They would yeah. get bored. Yeah. Um, it's really slow. It's really, really slow. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of surprised because even with the amateur niche, amateurish nature of uh, Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, all of that, it, they still have like a movement to them. There's cuts. There's, <laughs> we, you might say, a film yeah, term. It just uh, has a from... <laughs> flow. Like this one just doesn't at all. I couldn't tell you the what like what the plot is i mean it, it basically uh, it's kind of the same amongst the three movies female trouble pink flamingos and this is all bad people depraved yeah. like pink flamingos is she wants to be she's claiming to be the most depraved disgusting person in the world and female troubles more or less the same except she goes to jail for it yeah and this one she uh gets shot gets shot a bunch at the end after murdering a bunch of people 
I mean, like, it, there's yes. there's not a lot of plot, but it's it's all about style for yeah, yeah. for John Waters, but and it's all it is about the shocking bits. Yeah. Like, it's about being transgressive, and it's about being sacrilegious. And yeah, more importantly, in this movie, uh, a lot of sacrilege, a lot of blasphemous uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, which for us was pretty fun. We'll go ahead and announce our Christmas film now. In the middle of this episode, I think is good to yeah, hide. Let's tuck good. it away. Yeah. Uh, uh, because a lot of surprisingly the a part that we neither of us knew about in Multiple Maniacs uh, mirrors our Christmas film that we're going to be covering. We might as well. We might as well talk about it. Passion of the Christ, <laughs> which neither of us have actually seen. Yeah, all not the way we, through. <laughs> we, I'll go into the bits of it that I've seen when we cover it, but uh, this film. Multiple Maniacs has a very... Has its own little crucifixion scene. <laughs> it's probably a good 15 minutes of this movie. It feels a lot longer. It feels about 45 to be honest, minutes. yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's not because it's uh, gr- gruesome or anything. It's because it's boring and really long. The only the only sounds for this like 15 to 20 minute scene are just voiceover of Divine. Of and it's Divine long. and Mink stole... Uh, pontificating slash reading Bible verses. Like, word-for-word Bible verses. Uh, And then the only other audio is uh, intense moaning from both Divine and Mink Stoll because this is where the rosary job comes in. Yeah... Let's let's try let's try to start from the beginning. Let's try to... Try. Because there is a bit of a through line kind of... Because for me, when the movie started... With the whole like carnival scene, that was very entertaining for me because I thought yeah, that was yeah. going to be a lot of this. Is, so it starts off with a lot of like shocking bits to kind of get us going, and then it's like I don't down. even remember them. There is okay, okay, okay. So oh well, yeah, this is like the come watch two real homosexuals. Yes, like, so <laughs> so there's essentially like a carnival barker in the middle of this David Lowry pub- public lock, park, lockery, lockery. Uh, and he's trying to get you know people to come see this yeah. shocking uh sideshow basically yeah. uh run by divine what the divine, starring divine divine's cavalcade of something uh, uh cavalcade of perversions cavalcade like of perversions yeah. which you know in 1970 there's a lot of things that people find a lot more shocking than they would now but yeah it was mostly like people with uh dyed hair and <laughs> and, and, lesbians. Say, and lesbians is really what it boiled down to well there was a couple grosser uh, things. there is so we get a, a quick montage of, a, of yeah. some of their different exhibits uh, one of them which i guess is kind of gross was uh, a woman holding her arms above her head and two men sniffing her armpits her hairy armpits well that one dude was like shit of licking them yeah that's yeah. That's Which a little is bit just, gross. It's just a little bit gross because I don't want to be in somebody's armpit. Like, the hair is not an issue no. whatsoever to me. It's the, I'm not shoving my face into somebody's armpit. It's not for somebody's face. It's not for... Be. You know? You know what? We shouldn't... We shouldn't... I'm not kink-shaming anybody. <laughs> well, thanks to trauma, uh, I was... When I was editing the, the last episode, you said, straight up said you've... You don't, you don't do sex anymore. No, I'm done with sex. You're done with sex. I'm done with sex. Completely. Thanks to trauma. I'm done. So, the one-two of trauma and irreversible, I'm, I'm done with sex. We don't need it anymore. And I still can't wrap my mind around that whole car business, so. Yeah. Whew. I can't, really can't figure that out. Uh, so, yeah, we see the armpit. There's a, um, there's a, a human pyramid of just naked people. Which, yeah, well, they have stars over their crotches. Yeah, even only kind of naked people. Only kind of naked Not people. very shocking, Yeah, gotta say. Uh, is that really? Yeah. And there's a puke like, eater. Yeah, but we don't see. They show it later. They sh- they get we get a like a little clip 
Oh, I must eating. have missed. I must have blinked. Yeah, I mean, it was like a little bit gross, but just, you can tell he's just eating like it's no winking asshole. No, that's from Pink, uh, flamingos. Pink flamingos. Yeah, pretty gross. That was well, you can't. Pink really, flamingos. You is, can't really fake that. No, this. Uh, yeah, you can easily fake puke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's kind of what we get in the beginning is all of this like and it's fun, gross like fun sideshow stuff. The the Mr. David, the carnival barker yep. guy, uh, has big Deputy Dangle vibes from nine one one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very funny. Yeah, we were digging on that quite a bit. Um, he gets a little bit more annoying later on, but that's not necessarily his fault. It's, it's just, just the long cuts of, of him talking, of him just monologuing, about nothing. But that's what can be said for a lot of the characters yeah. in this movie. At first, he was very entertaining. I legitimately was enjoying the first bits. Um, and then we're introduced to Divine. <laughs> Divine's bright white ass. We we see a lot of. Well, let's talk about Divine in case somebody doesn't, Divine, somebody doesn't uh, know who that is. Uh, An iconic character of the seventies. An iconic drag queen of the seventies. Um, he is known only for John Waters movies. Uh, did very little outside of the John Waters world. Did do some, but. Very little outside of, uh, and very little work outside of the Divine, uh, uh, at least costume, may not have uh, gone by the same name. Uh, in Hairspray, not named Divine, but dressed very much like Divine. Right. Uh, uh, great best friend of John Waters, uh, by all accounts. There's a wonderful documentary called Divine Trash about his life by all accounts a very kind uh human being just loved performing more than anything uh in this this is a real star in role <laughs> uh uh annoying as hell <laughs> as hell in this fucking movie wonderful in like genuinely you haven't seen the original hairspray right i've not no like genuinely wonderful in that movie like i'm i'm interested what what i was saying earlier was like even though i don't necessarily like these early phase john water movies there's enough here to make me excited to watch like his movies with maybe a bigger budget yep. you know that I think where he you can would like crybaby for i sure. think i would yeah. too there's a lot of his his 90s movies in particular that i'm like Pretty interested in watching. I want to see Serial Mom and Cecil B. Demented are the two ones that I haven't seen that I really want to check out. Mm-hmm. I think I would have a lot of fun with those. Um, but here, being... Uh, this movie apparently notoriously showed in the basement of a church. Yeah, what kind of release could this movie have gotten? Yeah, it was a mid- this is before midnight movies were a thing. Like, they were showing them at midnight so they wouldn't get busted or raided. Um, because of content like the early stuff of just I mean they in 1970 they could have gotten busted just for the homosexuality I'm yeah. sure in Baltimore I'm sure that it seems like there could have definitely been some like unsafe situations yeah, yeah, because yeah. of this movie and they were all on drugs 100% yes, yes. you can kind of tell people's eyes are darting yeah. back and forth throughout the their scenes and I, people the are dialogue looking at, looking has at camera. to have been improvised like Mm-hmm. Show me a script. Show, Show me, a, me script. a script of this. Show how long is this fucking script? <laughs> I gotta know. Because there's a lot of re- repetition yeah, in each yeah. scene. Which, kind of like Irreversible, which was all improvised. Yes, exactly. You get a lot of repetition from yep. the actors because they're just given not much. And it just feels like they're just repeating the same words over and over yeah. again. Yeah, it feels... It feels uh, kind of obvious for me to bring up but it is important to note since you bring up 
uh, irreversible. This also includes a lot of the F word in this movie as well, but is from a completely different perspective because this John Waters is a queer icon. Uh, And you asked during this, I know you asked a little uh, uh, sarcastically why this was on Criterion, but that's the reason Mm -hmm. is because John Waters is a queer icon. Because he is so important, right. Yeah. This is queer cinema, uh, whether whether folks like it or not. <laughs> it's a part of queer cinema's history. Sure. Uh, Divine is a very uh, huge part of that. John Waters, obviously. And John Waters hasn't made a movie since, like, 2004, That's I think. so surprising to me. Yeah, and it was, like, with Johnny Knoxville. It's called A Dirty Shame. Another queer icon, Johnny Another Knoxville. queer icon <laughs> of the ringer, Johnny God. Knoxville. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, so the the context of what's offensive in here and what I love about a lot of John Waters' stuff is it's coming from a playful, let's push the buttons type of thing. Mm-hmm. So even the rosary job is... is sh- it's played for laughs. It's silly. It's silly. A lot, of, a lot of this movie is silly, which makes it a whole different viewing experience yeah. than... Uh, anything else that would have come yeah. out at the time. Like, it's it's clearly not taking itself seriously. Yeah, even something like Happiness, which is a yeah. comedy, like, that's not silly. That's not over... The, I mean, it's over the top, but that's not, like, pushing it the same way that this is. This it's, is so in your face, yeah. so on the nose. Okay, so the rosary job, what that is... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, eventually we get they get to a church. Yeah, nothing really matters from there. Uh, David Lockery is... is, is dating divine and divine gets assaulted by these two random people the scene is confusing it doesn't really it looks like a weird mugging there's no sound i think during this yeah there's just music a lot of the movie doesn't have sound and it's just music playing over it um budget i'm sure just budget they couldn't they couldn't afford to have good sound on a lot of yeah in 1970 that equipment is completely different than today totally um so I guess Divine gets assaulted. That's gets what raped. I think. That's what we are. She says that she gets raped, but it doesn't look anything like. It. It's a confusing scene. Yes, it's just they're more just like kind of pushing her a little bit. Very unclear, but I mean, yeah. yes, we are told. We're told via the now we're entering the forty-five minute, fifteen minute segment of uh, the rosary job with intercut with the crucifixion. We cannot forget before she gets to the church and after the assault. Uh, a little boy walks up. Oh, right. The little saint. <laughs> the infant of Prague. The infant of... Oh, right. <laughs> Which may be one the of the... infant saint of Prague. One of the most confusing moments of this whole movie. Yeah. And a very then, confusing movie. And then she starts uh, just vomiting dialogue of... Oh, my God. It's endless. There's a lot of religious talk in this movie. Yeah. So she's talking essentially about her redemptive arc here and how, like, she had an epiphany. So she goes to this church. She's led to this church by the little baby. Who's dressed just like a like the Pope. Who's or dressed like the Pope. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Like, a, like a Halloween costume. Talking about this is way more fun than it's watching so it. so weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's led to this church by the little baby Pope. And then she starts praying. And then the Pope never, baby Pope never shows up again. Yeah, gone. The baby Pope's gone. The infant of Prague. Yeah. And then Mink Stoll shows up to the church and sits behind her. And then through the expository narration that's going on, Mink Stoll enters that. And then there's sexual tension between them, all intercut with the with the betrayal and crucifixion of Jesus. There's like a, a dramatic... Uh, Lord's Prayer. Recreation of a lot of the New Testament. Yeah. Jesus stuff. And 
it's not really played for laughs. It's no. It's kind of like faithfully redone, just super low budget. Super, super low budget. And, which is weird, and it's because it's cross cutting between like these weird uh, segments of Jesus crucifixion, yeah. and then cutting back to the divine in the church with Mink Stole. Yeah, uh, it's so bizarre. Who then? In the dialogue that we learn, there is sexual tension, and Mink takes the rosary that she has, and suppose it, like, I guess what they're saying is going on is not what we see, because it's just obviously not happening. Yes. But what they're implying, and what they're implying for a good 10 minutes of this 15-minute segment, is... Uh, that the the rosary is being used essentially as anal beads on <laughs> on divine and who is scream moaning like we should say this was consensual oh yeah super consensual yes. they were into it for a long time a, inside the church see this is why it's scandalous yes. this is why this is why people would could still be offended by it today yeah like a rosary getting rubbed all over a drag queen's ass in a church pew Wow, <laughs> intercutting with footage of Jesus being crucified. That's pretty, I mean, that's that, that's a lot. And it lasts a it's while. so long. Like, it's probably longer than 15 minutes, this segment. I would say so. I, this segment's like a good 20, 25. Yeah. Um, it's, oh one, God, it's one, one part about the, uh, the Jesus retelling stuff uh, that was actually so, so funny uh, is when Jesus uh, multiplies the bread and fish. Uh, so they're basically showing us that yep. verse. Uh, if, you, if you're unfamiliar, I'm not going to give you a sermon. But basically, Jesus, uh, they hand Jesus a couple pieces of bread. But in the retelling, they're just hot dog buns. It's, it's a handful of hot dog buns and then like real fish, like actual fish, and then a handful of hot dog buns. And they go, they handed him the loaf of bread that they had, and it's just hot dog buns. Like, what and, the the, fuck? and then he he transforms that into uh, like Wonder Bread and cans like, of like tuna. 20, 20 loaves of Wonder Bread and like thirty cans of tuna or something. Which and then it hit your grossest scene. And then yeah, I guess this is my turning point. <laughs> I guess this one really didn't have one. No, this this isn't that shocking for us. But no. basically, what happens after gross, that? Though. All of the people in this in this scene just start like shoving this. Tuna bread and bread tuna. into their mouths, and it's it's pretty it's pretty. And it gross. goes on for a good like three minutes of just seeing people eat tuna and bread, like just <laughs> Which, ra- like ravaging cans. It's gross. It's it's gross. It's gross. I I can safely say that. I think my thing that always gets me in movies like this, like in weird food, uh, gummo, like in gummo, yeah, yeah. The, the people eating gross things is in movies. It just fucks me up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not into it. But that, yeah, that's honestly the most shocking thing about this movie. <laughs> was, yeah, I mean, beyond that... I, okay, so plot-wise, after the rosary job scene, uh, Mink and Divine are a, an item now. Uh, they She's they, become a lesbian. She's apparently. become a lesbian. Uh, As she says. Lesbian, actually, looking at it, the, the early John Waters, like, homosexuality is such a crucial point of the characters mm-hmm. uh, being queer yeah um because it's always used as a like a, i cannot believe it which is so funny because like these are made by like the queerest people 
It's so fucking So funny. flamboyant. It's so... Oh, my God. Like, seeing David Lockery being like, oh, she's a lesbian. And I'm just like... <laughs> it's so funny. Um, that, that's what we mean. Like, there's so much style and, like, character behind yeah, yeah, all of this. Yeah. Even though it's, like, a kind of shitty movie. And because he uses all of the same people in all of his yeah, movies. Yeah, so we've seen these people in... Yep. Everybody in this movie is in Pink Flamingos. Trouble. Yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of these these same actors because they were just friends. Edith Massey, your favorite, oh, the, the egg, egg lady. Oh, I I hate I hate that character <laughs> he, so much. He's not a fan of. She's a she's a distinct woman. Yeah. I will say that uh, she has a very distinct look about her, and Colby does not care for how she speaks. More more so, how she uh, reads her lines. Yeah, poorly. Pretty pretty poorly. <laughs> she either way. It looks. It seems. It does seem like she's chewing on her tongue a little bit. Yeah. Little bit. <laughs> and I and I, I can't really call out all of the bad acting in this movie because that's just what, what it was. It's just how it was in, in these early movies. And I, yeah. I get that. I understand that because they're low budget and and they didn't really know what they were doing. Um. But yeah. So beyond that, we get there. They're like a lesbian couple, and I guess because Divine got assaulted. That's why she wanted to kill Mr. David? I think so. Yeah, like that he wasn't there. She was already mad at him being like, you're you're just here to annoy me. A big point of contention in this movie is is uh getting on people's nerves. It's uh, yeah. Which is like, which was bizarre. It was dumb. Anyway, and, and dumb, yeah. <laughs> it was dumb. Uh so she and Mink go back to her apartment where Mr. David we're going to skip over the 10-minute scene of Mr. David and this other woman talking in bed, and he just keeps kissing her boob for, like, 10 minutes. Again, just too much <sighs> stretched, too, too many stretched-out scenes in this movie. It's fucking absurd. Yeah. And then uh, they get back there where Mr. David and Barbara, I think her name is, uh, has killed Cookie. <laughs> Divine's daughter. Divine's daughter, who, who is topless the whole movie for no reason. Uh, well, I, I think I can think of a reason because she has very distinct looking nipples. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Truly, uh, and I think John Waters <laughs> knows that as well. And I think he was like, "I'm gonna have her be topless this whole movie." It's bizarre. It's truly, bizarre to say the truly least. is bizarre, and I don't want to be mean or judgmental about nope. it. But I think John Waters knew what he was doing. <laughs> I'll say that much. That's that's hilarious, and uh, I think you said that as tastefully as possible. Thank you. I yeah. tried. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, yep. So that is true, and she's dead now. She uh, she gets killed pretty quickly. At, she at, gets killed. Uh, she's in the movie a lot, but at the end, she just gets shot in the head. Every out, oh, out also we should say every gun is just a cap gun, and they don't like dub in a different sound. It's just a cap gun. It sound. sounds like a cap gun. And it's, I love it. We we were kind of shocked at the beginning because. Divine shoots somebody early in the movie with the cap like, gun, and we're like, oh, they're dead. Yeah, oh, that person died, because I thought it was Divine <laughs> tricking them. Me too. Being like, haha, it's just a cap gun, but no, that's the gun. Yeah. So. Incredible, incredible practical effects. <laughs> yeah. They movie. they hide uh, uh, Cookie and her boyfriend. The Well, that's not her boyfriend. That's some other dude. The weatherman's gone oh, at this point. That's true. Uh, you don't. It doesn't matter. We don't need to go. Don't into don't ask questions. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so it's some other dude that works with the perversion cavalcade. Yep. Uh, they are stashed behind the couch, which they have pulled out from the wall. <laughs> it's so obvious. It's just blatantly like <laughs> you're hiding these dead bodies behind a couch. It's insane. Um, very funny. Uh, Divine and Mink come back. 
Yeah, Divine and Ming house. come back to the house, and there's an altercation, and they just don't like each other. They're upset. Uh, to the point where Divine stabs the woman first. Yeah, stabs yes. uh, Bar- Barbara? Barbie? Barbie? So I don't know. Stabs right. the woman first. Yeah. David's girlfriend yeah. or whatever. Kills her and then kills David. Uh, another gross scene because it's a real heart. Like it's from a butcher shop for sure. Uh, looks like, does not look like. Basically Divine kills David and is eating his heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it looks pretty gross. Oh, yeah, it's gross. Again, eating, eating stuff is I, I pretty- mentioned uh, some of the cinematography because it was very likely the same type of cameras and film stock and stuff used right. looks like night of the evil dead and this scene really did is it it's not is it 16 or is it super 8 i think i this may have been 16 i know his early shit was super 8. okay um and i believe evil dead was 16 as well but evil dead was 60 right and this was 70 yeah uh but yeah during this scene uh divine then flips on mink divine just ends up killing everybody yes for no reason just it, really it, this is when a movie that was they're never, annoying. A movie that was never on rails really comes off the rails even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just gets bonkers. Especially here, because after murdering everybody, Divine then uh, is in a state of hysteria, like, I gotta leave, I gotta go run errands, yada, yada, yada. The movie should have ended here. Should have. Uh, but instead, <laughs> a giant lobster comes out, bring in the dancing lobster. This is a reminiscent of The Amanda Show. Yeah. A giant lobster comes out of nowhere and uh, rapes Divine. I don't... There's no other way to describe it. I mean, it's huge. It's hu- It's all of the budget went to making all of this lobster. <laughs> That's so true. It's... And it moves a little bit. Like, it's got some mobility. It's huge. Like an animatronic. <laughs> I don't understand it. Why? Where it came from? What there's the no, point there's of no it is? There's no explanation. It just comes out of nowhere and then is gone. It's it's absurd. And then Divine, still in a state of hysteria, runs out into the street and starts chasing people. This whole this whole sequence uh, of her, she looks into the camera a lot before that. There's a lot of laughing. A we, lot of foam coming out of the mouth. This was like weirdly reminiscent of Danny DeVito <laughs> as the Joker. You did bring that up a few times uh, and you're absolutely correct. It's physically a lot of similarities. It's It's... Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I said it could be the origin story before he got big into politics. True. Which, yeah. That's my headcanon. I'm choosing, I'm choosing <laughs> to believe. Um, but yeah, this is when it just... It, I kept waiting for it to end, truly. By this point... The last... the This movie needed to be an hour long, maybe yeah. 45 minutes. Would have been a great hour long yeah, movie. Yeah, and... Yeah. Oh my god. This just this thing just fucking dragged. It stretches. Yeah. Um overall, it ends with Divine getting shot by these random soldiers that come up to her after she, during her chasing people spree. Cuz she's not doing anything. No. She's just she's just a, a maniac. Wow. Ah, and she calls herself a maniac a lot. The term multiple maniacs is never used nope, in the movie, which not is a one time. bummer. This seems like the exact kind of movie that I would want to I think we should sue. We'll sue John Waters. Yeah, I'll sue John Waters. Uh, no, I like him too much. <laughs> yeah, he seems like... Well, yeah. honestly, hey, come on the podcast. Come on the pod, John! Be a great come on, guest. baby! Be a great guest. Uh, with that, there's really not much more to say because this is so early in his career that just... It's interesting to see where he starts because I can see how much he cleaned things up. Yes. And he got so much better at pacing, so much better at the comedy aspect of things. Um, and he went way more balls to the wall 
because he literally showed assholes and divine eating actual poop. And and this movie for 1970 would have still been yeah. very shocking. And very. And like like we said a couple times, this is absolutely still grounds to offend yes, a lot of sure. Catholics yes. and a, a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, that's John Waters. He, John Waters. He he really did the shock well early on. But he does it with a wink and a nod. Yeah, uh, like, there's nothing mean. Smirk. There's yeah. nothing mean about these movies, and that's why I think more than anything we were excited to to watch a John Waters movie because we knew it wasn't going to be mean. Yeah, it's all. He's not a mean person. It's it's like the it's like the definition of camp. It's the definition of of kitsch and uh, uh, filth. In that's what he wants to make. He he loves reveling in filth. He's friends with some of the Manson girls. <laughs> he uh, wrote a whole book about how he hitchhiked across America, and he did that in the early two thousands. And nowadays, he's like, I could never fucking do that. He's just a weird, strange little man. One of the few directors of. of- the films we've watched on these podcasts uh, that we would like want to hang out with. I like him more than his movies. Interesting. All of his movies. Huh. He, like, I would, he does a yearly show that he's not doing now because of COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he does a yearly tour and I've wanted to go see it so bad because I've seen a filmed version of one of his things and he more or less just gets up and tells stories. And I'm like, this is better than any one of your fucking movies. That, that sounds like a Davis, David Sedaris Except, No, it's like thing. the exact it's Which, like the exact same thing. Who doesn't love David Sedaris? Love Sedaris. Yeah. yeah, John Waters is like the filthier David Sedaris. Honestly, it makes a lot of sense. These days. They kind of sound the same. They, they speak very similarly. <laughs> yeah. John Waters is also, I really want to mention, like a a huge just proponent of genre. Yes. Of of horror, as like specifically. Uh, he's in uh, Seed of Chucky. He's in the movie uh, Excision, which is wild. He's in. He does a lot of cameo work. He's in a lot of movies. Even if you haven't seen his stuff, you know him. You, you, You've he, seen his face. He loves interviews. If you don't know his name, once you see his face, you're like, oh, that mustache, I know that dude. Also, early, uh, young John Waters, very scary looking. He looks exactly <laughs> the same, just with like long, greasy hair. Ratty hair. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he cut it short. He looks so much better yes. as a as a bald old a man. A bald old skeleton. Yeah, he's always been a skeleton. He's <laughs> always been rail, rail thin. Uh, he looks like a character. Like there's no other yeah, way to describe yeah. him. Uh, honestly, watching this, uh, I really want to. Uh, I want. I want to dive into like Cecil B. Demented. I want to see his like '90s work that I haven't checked out because. Yeah. That charm factor is still in this, mm-hmm. even though it's this is easily my least favorite that I've seen of his, just because of how dragged out it is. Um, the charm factor is still there, and I want to see it when he has some studio money behind him. Exactly. That's yeah. that's my my exact opinion as well. Like I I'm 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 here for him as a director, yeah. and I want to see him do better. <laughs> I know I used to own Crybaby. I I feel like it may have gotten lost. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. It's got to be. It's a popular movie. Like I knew I knew what it was before I knew that it was by John Waters. Um, same, same same. Yeah. same. Um, and a lot of people don't know that Hairspray is by this guy. I absolutely did not until maybe last year. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that the original movie is not a musical. I also did not know that until I'm right learning, now. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, yeah. the originals. There's a lot of music in it because yeah. it's about one of those like. Uh, um, it would not work for this podcast at all. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it's about one of those like old variety shows, okay. like in the '60s or '50s or whatever. And 
So a lot of the music is from that because people are dancing to it, but there's no singing. And John Waters will have good music in his movies. Like, yeah, yeah. John Waters is great taste. That's one thing that we can always count on, even yeah. if the movie isn't going to be good. Like, no, there was some weird-ass music in this movie. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of stock shit, like a lot of like orchestral Free, stuff. They just Free, were able yeah. to use it without copyright. Yeah, back then it wouldn't have been stock. It would have been uh, just whatever's in the public domain. Exactly. That they could have gotten yeah. their hands on. Uh, so for John Waters purists and completionists, uh, or or if you've never seen one, don't start here no, because this, this will the, turn you off. This will make you not want to con- continue watching. This yeah, this films. is this is for this is for folks who appreciate his work already and want to see like the early early stuff. Um, I personally would recommend if you're wanting to start with his filthier stuff, uh, start with Pink Flamingos. Just do it. Rip the Band-Aid. Experience it. Experience it. If you like it, then watch Female Trouble. You'll like Female Trouble. It's not as gross, but it's still gross. And then from there, uh, he gets less and less gross. He becomes more of a, a filmmaker. Yeah. Like, like, truly a filmmaker. A weird one. Yes. He never stops being fucking weird, but uh, he he stops showing buttholes and people eating poop. And if, if you're mad about that... We'll find some more movies for you. We'll find some more movies for you. Maybe maybe a couple coming up here. Maybe Passion of the Christ will... Uh, have some poop? Have some poop. I don't know. What? That's... Is that New King, New King James version? No, that's Old Testament shit, no, Old baby. Testament. That's, that's Old King James, baby. I don't... What's the old one? Is there an old... It's, it's NIV, right? Uh, that's New International Version. Yeah. Honestly... I'm so happy that our listeners are are <laughs> proud of, of our biblical knowledge. It's it's why they keep tuning King in. James version. Yeah. Um. I honestly, there's a few more out there that I there are. remember. But Those are the two that I had most. Anyway, uh, that's John Waters. Uh, I don't think we need a multiple maniac for these. It's, no, it's not. It's not that bad. No. And mine has been. I've been replaying Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you gonna be getting a PlayStation Five? Not until that. Until the six one is out. Because it's literally the only game. Is that in the works? Supposedly. Cool. Um, I probably won't be getting one for a while either. I won't get one until that price is dropped. (laughs) Yeah, not interested right now. I I like video games, but I'm not that interested. If it happened to have, like, if all of a sudden they're like, we have the new thing in Blu-ray, and, like, PS5 had that, like, that may get my attention. Do we think, this is, I am curious, do we think that there will be something after Blu-ray, or or our physical media... Uh, out the door. Let's, getting, let's crack this this door here on this podcast. Because I buy so much physical media, uh, it's getting more and more niche. So steel books are becoming a really big thing. Mm. Um, Best Buy is get, like exclusive right now. They have like you can only get this shit at Best Buy. So like a lot of the people like they have uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood steel books that you can only get at Best Buy. Will and you be getting that? No, mm. no. Uh, I want that movie, but that's gonna be streaming. So, oh, like for sure, like Tarantino stuff. Like I own the I own certain things, but like I, you know, I just sold a bunch of my movies. Like mm-hmm. I got rid of the majority of his shit if it was on DVD. Yeah, uh, I kept the fair. Blu-rays that I had. But yeah. uh, in terms of no, uh, it's gonna get more niche in terms of the art and the packaging and the special materials. Because uh, like Scream Factory, Criterion. Severin, Vinegar Syndrome. Necrostorm. Necrostorm, all this shit. Uh, It's just getting more niche, and I think what's going to happen is they're just going to keep upping the quality, therefore upping the subscription price. It's going to go the way of vinyl, you think, where it'll be like a more specialty And streaming will just get more and more 
high def, and yeah. then bigger tentpole movies are going to go to streaming. Which is happening. It's already. We're the new, seeing it The happen. new Wonder Woman movie is coming out on Christmas Same Day. day. Uh, Theaters and HBO. And, is, and HBO yep. Max, yeah. We're already seeing which it is, Which is crazy. So yeah, 2020 has, has shifted the, the whole landscape of film in a lot of ways it's wild so we'll see what happens in 2021 <laughs> yeah so uh we've got uh we've got a guest on our next this episode, next episode. Yeah. um and this is a heavy hitter that, that we have all seen that we've all seen and we all love and we all haven't seen in a long time so this will be a, a very interesting revisit for us uh yeah. the film is uh french early early uh extreme like early 2000s uh Martyrs. Pascal Lugar? 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 I think it's L-U-G-R. We gotta work on your... Pascal Lugar! You're French. <laughs> nah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Martyrs, baby. Not the bullshit American remake that no, we refuse no, to no, watch. No. Which, yeah, I, we've not seen. We I have no interest. We are, we are not interested. Um, but, the, yeah, this is a movie that... This was, like, one of the first extreme movies that we ever saw. Yep. So this will be a, a really interesting rewatch. Uh, our guest is, is awesome. Uh, I think it'll make for a great discussion. Um, but yeah, we, we will look forward to that. Any, any final thoughts? Uh, nope. <laughs> Honestly, I'm mad that we started with the song. Yeah. It was a pretty good what song. What was it again? Oh yeah, that was a, I don't remember it, the melody, but I can it come was, up with a different one. <laughs> yeah, come I love you so fucking much, I could shit. We didn't even talk about the line. Yeah, okay, so, we'll end on this. <laughs> we'll end on this. The best line of the movie is during that terrible scene of Mr. David and his new girlfriend talking forever. And they start kissing because she's like, I want to kill Divine for the hundredth time. So long. And he goes, I love you so fucking much. I could shit. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it was, we immediately wrote like, that is the greatest line in this movie. I love you so fucking much. I could shit. Uh, and yes, Christian has the, uh, the emo you can expect Where is your boy tonight? I hope I love you so fucking much. I could shit. It's follow up, boy, baby. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Later, y'all. Bye.